Steve Dale's Other World on WGN. You know, I've been so fortunate, fortunate, fortunate to go to many places in the world, including the Galapagos Islands. And after experiencing the Galapagos with Rafael Pasantes, I thought, you know what, I want all of you to experience, at least kind of virtually, the same experience. Rafael, hi. Hey, hi, Steve. What a pleasure to hear you. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to you as well. And I am talking to you from, well, you tell me, where are you? Right now, I'm in this uh, beautiful and magical place called Isabella Island. You know, a place where you can see harmony with incredible variety of animals, such as penguin and marine iguanas. So, yes. You've taken people all over the world as a guide. What is it about the Galapagos Islands that is most special to you? Talking as a naturalist, not just because I'm from the Galapagos, I would say it's the fact that you can approach to any of the species and they don't show fear. It's incredible the proximity of the species you know, that we can get, and you don't find that anywhere else in the world. So why is that so? And, and you know, when you're in the Galapagos, you're told not to go, I think it's six feet. You have to stay six feet away from, say, a marine iguana that's just laying there. Usually it's not one. It's a whole, I don't know what you call a pile of marine iguanas, but they're in a pile to keep warm. Uh, so, the, but, but they don't read the rules. Some may come close to you. So what is it that they, they, you could walk right up to them, there is no fear? I will mention that um, that is due to the fact that we don't have much predation going on, uh, number one. And uh, two natural phenomenons are the ones which are controlling overpopulation in the Galapagos to avoid confrontation, such as a Niño and La Niña. And last but not least, the rules that we have right here to protect the species are not just being made for all the visitors, but also for all of us locals. And that helps a lot to maintain that behavior. I do have a text here, Rafael, from a listener who wants to know, if I go to the Galapagos, do I stay in one hotel and take day trips? Or am I better off going on a boat and going from place to place? And I want to add to that. There are two classifications of boats. Larger boats with more people, smaller boats with fewer people, which do you recommend? Do you recommend them staying on one place and then taking day trips, going on a boat? And if so, what type of boat, big or small? Uh, my advice is to go on a small vessel, cruising around the islands, because that is when you get to know uh, more species by visiting more islands, so you can see more variety you know, of these incredible animals that we have in this archipelago, but also because you avoid big crowds whenever you have to go in the water for a snorkeling or during the visit. So my advice is always on a small vessel. Well, right. And uh, I would agree with that, having been to the Galapagos two times. And if you don't mind me plugging, the endemic is just amazing. As a vessel, it's quite new. The food is amazing as well. And uh, the guide might be you if people are lucky. We have a phone call here. We have several, actually. And this is Tom in Lake Villa. Hi, Tom. Yeah, I just want to say we just got back from there about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely amazing. Why? I mean, the marine life, the birds, the large tortoises. Um, the thing that I kept on repeating with our naturalists, birds out here, you get within a foot of them. 
and they take off. Out there, they have no, they're just not afraid of you. I mean, it's, it's just totally amazing. Um, and what then we're the, actually involved. Go ahead. Tom, what was the best experience you had there? I got to tell you, we were on a boat. It was like 14 passengers. Um, and it was just, you know, we had like four excursions every day. Um, one of the things was kind of interesting. We had a little bit of a rescue mission. One of the turtles, the land turtles, actually ended up in the water. What? And we were looking around. Yeah, and we were looking around, and the natural naturalists never saw anything like that. So what happened? They got in touch with the, uh, I guess you'd call it their coast guard or uh, rescue, and they came out and actually rescued this turtle and got it back to an area that uh, you know was safe. But uh, the naturalists couldn't believe it. So this thing literally had to roll off a cliff that was wow. like a hundred feet. Yeah. And was yeah, the was, the, was the was the tortoise okay? These are not sea turtles. Yeah, the tortoise was fine. The tortoise was fine. Uh, like I said, the naturalists couldn't believe they saw wow. this thing floating in the water. Crazy. Because they don't go in the water. I mean, no. they have sea turtles. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I gotta tell you, if anybody's thinking about doing it, don't hesitate. I mean, it's just a. Uh, it's just a beautiful place. Yeah. It is. Tom, thank you so much. And what makes it more beautiful is when you get a guide like Rafael Pesantes. Uh, Rafael, how are the Galapagos Islands doing as far as the na- nature goes? So here's the thing. It's a catch-22, ecotourism. You've got uh, some boats carrying up to 100 passengers. They are there one day and then another day and another day and another day. And even when people are careful... They can't avoid being human beings and therefore uh, making their mark, if you, if, you, if you speak. And the smaller boats combined with all of that, has ecotourism been what has protected the Galapagos or is it too much at this point? Until now, I think everything is manageable. Something that is happening in order to enhance that particular uh, fact is that during the next uh, 10 years, we will not have any other tour license given out. So we will maintain the same infrastructure that we're having at this point. So that implies that if more people are willing to come to the Galapagos, they're gonna have to just sign a way in advance of being a list because we won't have any other new tour boat operating on the island. So that is the only way to regulate, you know, the number of visitors. And is that a good thing for the nature that is there? Definitely, definitely. We have had so many attempts of many big, you know, hotel chains trying to apparently give it opportunity for more jobs and everything else. But everybody on the islands understand what long term is. And we want to keep the islands with the animals behavior in a way how they have been doing it for all these decades. I don't know how many tours you've given of the Galapagos. You are from the Galapagos. We just heard this, a story of a, uh, a Galapagos tortoise somehow ending up in the ocean. What is or what are the most amazing things? You must have dozens of stories. Give us one or two. I will say, well, number one, it will be while we were doing the snorkeling in a beautiful place with a lot of turtles. A uh, pot of killer whales came and within wow. a range of about 15 feet, you know, and then you were just looking at the whole group and then going underneath and just moving away and coming back, but in a, such a docile way. So pure adrenaline, 
but what incredible an encounter in the water in a very safe way. I think that is number one. I and, can imagine. Uh, well, well, I don't. Two, I don't want to leave well, number one yet. Uh, I mean, there you are, snorkeling, minding <laughs> your own business. You're looking at sea turtles and up come killer whales, orcas. Were Were you nervous? Were people in the group yeah. terrified? Uh, well, I have to admit, one person, uh, without saying anything, he literally flew out of the water back into our zodiac <laughs> without the help of anybody, you know. And uh, so, but everybody else just came close to me and uh, asking, should we get out? Should we get out? And at the end, I say, no, stay together. You know, they are harmful. Yes, just check what they do and it's going to be okay. Enjoy this beautiful experience. And certain, certainly they were nervous. I mean, uh, but it's something that there is, there is no words to describe the experience, honestly. I can't imagine. Okay, what's number two? While we were cruising, one of the volcanoes began to erupt and magma flows were reaching the shoreline. So when you're in a small boat, you have the flexibility. So we end up changing the itinerary and heading towards that eruption and arriving around uh, five o'clock in the morning. And we will just see the magma dripping into the water within 300 yards. And then sunrise was happening. And somehow we were perfect, uh, perfectly aligned seeing the sunrise coming right behind the mouth of the erupting volcano. You know, that was another in, in incredible experience in my, in my life doing this business for 35 years. So there you are at night having drinks with your colleagues, other tour guides, and you're talking about us, the tourists. What makes for a really good tourist aside from great tips at the end of the trip? <laughs> uh well, number one, every visitor that comes to the island is treated as a VIP, you know. And uh, for us, uh, what makes the tourists to be incredible is when they come with an incredible traveling attitude, with an incredible karma, but with a willingness of doing whatever is happening, you know. And that makes a, such a huge difference, you know. So basically that, having a positive attitude and the willingness of doing know what we are suggesting to be doing you know because we always go with the flow in regards of timing for snorkeling with a tide or if something else is going somewhere else we can change the course and go and see it and that makes a difference yeah that's and that's the advantage of being on a smaller boat as well i suspect one text question is simply how do you get to the galapagos islands the only way to do it is uh by airplane all the visitors that are coming to the islands, they have to be landing in uh, the main cities of uh, mainland of Ecuador, such as Quito, which is the capital of the city of Guayaquil. And from there, they have to get another plane to fly to one of the two airports that we have. One is Baltra, which is the biggest airport in the northern part of Santa Cruz Island. And the other one is within the little village of San Cristobal, which is the capital of the Galapagos Island. How many people approximately reside on all the Galapagos Islands put together? I think some of them don't have permanent human residents, do they? Uh, yes, that is what's called temporary residence, where you're, well, what you're mentioning. But permanent uh, resident in the Galapagos is around uh, 30,000, 35,000 uh, people. But we do have about 5,000 people fluctuating and those are the ones which are working in some of the uh, tourism industry, but they do live in the mainland of Ecuador. 
The cool thing about the Galapagos is the nature, and if you're not interested in nature, probably not the trip for you, but the nature you're going to see, you will greatly only see in the Galapagos Islands. The endemic is the name of the boat that I mentioned, but it's the perfect name because most of the wildlife you see there is endemic to the Galapagos Islands. Is that right? Correcto, meaning something unique, which it doesn't occur anywhere else on Earth. So that is the right way to do it. So give me some of the animals that you will see in all likelihood uh, in the Galapagos Islands that are only in the Galapagos Islands, which is part of what turned Charles Darwin on all those years ago, huh? Well, obviously, uh, seeing marine iguanas during the snorkeling is definitely one. You know, seeing these creatures grazing on algae while you're doing the snorkeling is, is spectacular. Uh, Galapagos penguin. So you're coming to a nice sunny spot, a beach and so on, and then you're seeing penguins. And what's interesting, penguins are going to be having some cacti in the background. You know, that's the second one. Third one, the famous Darwin finches. For anybody that likes evolution, they are the best example, you know, to understand that particular term. Because from one ancestor, we end up having 17 species, you know, evolving. And then another one will be the flightless cormorant, a species that got to the islands flying, and now they lost that ability. They don't fly anymore. And obviously, you already have mentioned it, the famous giant tortoises, which are the ones that have been given the name to the islands. Is it true that some of the Galapagos tortoises are as old as Paul Lisnick? They're really old, is Sorry, what I'm saying? How old can they get? Oh, yeah. Uh, the life expectancy is easily between 150 to 200 years old. Low metabolism in reptiles is related to longevity. So, yeah, 150 to 200 years old, that is the life expectancy. What's the craziest thing a tourist has ever done that is either a good crazy thing or something they thought, oh, my gosh, I'm amazed that person is still alive? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, perhaps uh, one of the most crazy and an unusual uh, behavior was uh, seeing a feeding frenzy, you know, a uh, huge school of uh, little sardines and then uh, blue-footed boobies were diving over there. And when we we're about to jump in the water, uh, we saw a lot of fins of sharks going through the same bait. And uh, this guy, without waiting for me to say, it's time to do it and we're going to do it in this way, he just dove in with the camera, ready to get the action. And the first thing that he sees is a lot of sharks within three feet, you know, and he just came out screaming. But at the end, he realized that it was safe. But uh, that particular experience was something interesting for me to see someone willing to get a photo and not waiting for any instructions and getting in and in the next <laughs> minute flying out of the water. Well, I will tell you one thing that you did when we were there is you – Gave us the opportunity, and I'd never done this before, swim with sharks, and it was perfectly safe. The sharks were well below where we were snorkeling, uh, but still, what a cool feeling that was. It is nice. As I said to you, Steve, I mean, it was a truly pleasure meeting you with all your expertise in animals' behavior, you know, and coming to a place to see a main predator that has such incredible reputation in some other places. And uh, you can just be there and see how peaceful they are. They come, look at you, turn around, and you feel safe. That is incredible. That is incredible. The whole thing was absolutely incredible. And you made it more so. Rafael Pasantes, 
thank you so much, not only for being our guide, but to be the guide in representing nature to so many thousands of people over the years, uh, because that's what we need to see. I think that's what we need to hear, because you know what? It's it's disappearing, and we need people like you to persevere and to hang in there so it doesn't disappear at all, we hope. Thank you very much, Raphael. Thank you. Thank you to you, Steve. What an honor to be uh, speaking in your program and to everyone that is listening. You know, please come, come to this magical place. And I can assure you will never, ever uh, be wrong by visiting this magical place. I agree. It is a magical place. Thank you very much, Raphael.